Hello, everyone out there. I'm so excited to be here once again for my second episode of the Good Girlfriend Show. I cannot express how excited I am and how honored I feel just to have this platform to um, just have this show and speak to you guys and just to get this out. And like I said, um, it has been a journey to try uh, to get over procrastination because this is something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. And I am here recording, which is so amazing to me. But again, I would just like to say welcome to the second episode. Um, We have a lot to discuss on this episode, a lot that has been pressing on um, my heart this week. Um, And that's just speaking to my girlfriends out there. Like, I just want to speak to the women. And there's a lot of situations that are going on in the world today. And just, I wouldn't say in my circle, but in just things that uh, conversation of people around me and situations that I know of or or just seeing things on social media and just how the way of the world is today. And I just wanted to speak on that and have this episode dedicated to that. Um, it's just really disheartening to see women being dragged through the mud um, not being held to the uh, worthy standard that that we all need to be held to, or even for us not thinking that we're good enough for that, or we're just so used to being treated at a certain way at a, such a low level that that's what we think is normal. And you walk around every day in this cloud of grayness and your world is not made of color. So, and that can manifest in different ways. It can manifest to you being the angry black woman. (laughs) That can uh, manifest with you just, um, you know, being in Rome, you do it to Romans, you know, if if he thinks. I'm lower. He's treating me like low. I'm going to just act out as if I'm just low, you know, and it's a lot of ways that it can manifest and it can just grab hold of your life and put you in a complete chokehold, a complete fool Nelson. Okay. And um, it, it just before you know it, it's just your life has just smothered you, smothered you, it's smothering you. It's choking the life out of you. And it's sad because I've been there and I can only just thank God that I am out of that situation or out of that period in my life. And girlfriend, it's time to hold your head up. And even though you might not have the situation that you want at this particular time, it's time to hold your head up, look forward, okay, to your future. 
because it can't rain forever. It cannot be gray forever. The sun is shining, even even if it's raining. If you if you look even naturally in the world, and it's raining, the sun is shining somewhere. Okay, when that storm passes, you'll know that that sun is there. Just the sun is shining. So you have to stand until the moment. Stay until the process is done. You have to. Go through that hurt. You have to go through that hurt or it will repeat itself until you learn the lesson to know I deserve more than this. And it's this topic alone can be and probably will be broken up in different subjects. But I just want you to know just to stay tuned because it, it's it's probably going to be breaking broken up into different subjects because um it's just so much to cover and it's so much that can be said on, on this whole thing and I just um I'll start with myself and then um you know we can see where we go from there but um I was in a abusive relationship that I entered in when I was 17. Like I was a senior in high school and um, like a little bit to go a little bit further than that. I grew up in a household that was, well, I, I grew up, it's kind of, com- it's complicated, but it's not complicated. Um, I lived with my grandparents for a portion of my life because um, I was a product of a teenage mother and um, she got married and had two other children. Um, so I stayed with my grandmother because my mom stayed with my grandma. So that, you know, that was my house. So when she got married, she moved out with her husband and, um, I can't, I went to stay with them for, for a little while, but, um, their relationship was very volatile, very, very volatile. And I grew up seeing that it was no, oh, the children are here. We're, we'll have this conversation later. No, it was, we're having this conversation in the dead middle of the living room and we're yelling and we're pushing and we're punching and we're crying and we're bleeding. And it it was, it was all live at five. Okay. But I loved my parents. I loved them. I love my, my stepdad. I I loved him because he stood as my dad. Um, but then he wasn't a good husband. Um, so with that, I would go back to my grandmother's or uh, my grandparents' house because it was like I just I, I wasn't used to that. That just was brought into my life. I, I didn't like it. But and I never really thought um I would have my own situation like that. So when I did meet this um guy when I was in his twelfth grade, it didn't start off volatile. But me looking back at it, I, th- there were red flags. 
and he was pretty much a, a, a hurt. He was hurting. And like, I didn't know, I, I didn't recognize that now, but me looking back, um, he was hurting and he didn't know how to manifest to be a better person past his hurt, if that makes any sense. Um, so our relationship morphed into a, a volatile relationship pretty much um, early on. And then I accepted it. I took it back, took him back. Um, you know, I accepted that I'm sorry, so I won't do it again. I love you so much and all this, but he was doing all this weirdo things <laughs> that I just accepted. And I don't know what was my thought process at that time, but I just, you know, I dealt with it. I dealt with it up until I was 32. (laughs) And that is a very, very long time to be going through mental abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse. Um, it was very, a very, very dark time for me. And I could just remember literally my life looked like a black and white photo. Like I was so down. I was so depressed. I just, I didn't care if I woke up in the morning and I had two children from this relationship and, um, and they are the best things that two people that I could have ever met in my life, my children. I love them so much. They're awesome. And I just hate that I was a part of their childhood being um, somewhat like mine. And that kind of haunts me. Um, But they see that I'm a different person now and I have talks with them. I'm very open with them. And they know that, you know, Hey, mom did the best she could because I I feel like I was a good mother to my children. Never abandoned them. I never dropped them off, didn't come back for days on time, you know, in on out. You know, I was an active mom. Like I was the mom who go on field trips, the mom who bake cookies with you, the mom who who, um, you know, do arts and crafts like I was that Martha Stewart type of mom. But then you had, we had the flip side where mom and dad is hollering and cutting and arguing for six hours straight and ruining our times that we had. Um, But like, I'm going to get back. So like I said, that I, I really remember my life feeling like a black and white photo. I had no color. I no happiness. I, I just literally, it was sometimes I just wanted to just run out in front of a car. I just hated my being. I didn't see anything past this hurt that I was going through. I didn't see how I would get out of it. And then I was so messed up. I was so bound. Because when you're in those type of situations of a of abuse, you don't think clearly. It's confusion that it's in the midst of your day to day. So you don't think clear at all. 
Because you'll have people on the outside saying, well, why don't you just leave? I wouldn't let this in. And, and why are you there? Or just this, that, you know, in, injecting their um, opinions. And which is was out of love. And which is sometimes if you're not in that, you don't know. But when you are in it, you know that you're not thinking clearly. Okay. Because there are times where we would get in a fight. And I would know, I guess instinctively, I would know I need to get out of here. You know, so I would pack my children things up, call my best friend. She'll drive all the way across town to come get us. And I would, I remember this time so vividly. And it's so sad. I feel so sad for this woman, which was me, but this woman in my memory <laughs> and this time. On, I was, I sat on the stairs. After I packed our, all of our things, I sat on the stairs and I just cried. And my friend was like, what's wrong? I said, I don't want to leave. And it's like, she looking at me. I saw her looking at me like, what is wrong with my friend? What has he done to her mind? What, where, what is wrong with her? And I know that was heartbreaking for her because it's heartbreaking for me to remember this. And to know that I went through that, but that I, that was a sad part of my life. It really, really was. And um, I know there's women like that now. Like we had the situation with R. Kelly and um, on the docu series, and a lot of women were saying how, you know, they cried if. You know, he, they they left and they they didn't want to leave and things of that nature. And a lot of people will saying like, you know, I didn't understand what you crying for and you this and you that you this and that. But you don't think clearly when you're in that situation. Like it's just not you. It's it's easier to have someone tell you 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 won't be anything nobody's gonna love you like I love you where you gonna go with these kids and who gonna do this and who's gonna do that and they they this that's what an abuser does they put you on four flats so you can't leave so then you have these statements in your head you honestly believe them as much as you fight not to you honestly do so you have to fight those words. You have to push through um, just a fresh start. Because, you know, most of the times when you're in an abusive relationship, you don't have anything. Like they put everything in their name or they put it, they make it that they're the financial um, winner of the house. Uh, you know, so you will be left out with nothing. You have to start over and you have to have the you have to push through that pride and and get it through. And I, I just remember fast forward when I said enough was enough. I, <laughs> I was already mentally gone from this man. But I remember this night. It was in January. And. We had gotten an argument for something because he was a like a compulsive gambler. Like he would gamble all his whole existence away 
right? So this night he had gambled his money away and he was feeling like a fool and low or whatever. So he comes in the house and takes out on me and the kids. So this night, particular night, um, he wanted to use my car because at this time I think his car was repossessed. He had something was wrong. I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but um, something was wrong. He wanted to use my car. I'm like, you ain't using my car, you know, because I'm like, you are a complete liability, and I'm sorry, you can't use my car, All right? Because if I had something happened my car, who's gonna help me? Not you, you know? Because I had that much since then. Then I had built up to that since then. Um, at this point, so we had gotten some type of fight. And I know, I know it was cold because he threw me out of the house. I had on, I don't think I had on any shoes. I think I had on like this little short pajama set. Maybe I had on some shoes. I'm not sure. But he threw me out of the house. I was walking up the street in the cold snow. And I think my daughter made him come get me. I think my daughter at the time was. 11 and oh my god I'm literally about to tear up thinking about this so I do remember when he was um telling me to leave he was like forcing me to leave I heard her say don't do that to her it's cold what are you doing she doesn't have on any clothes what are you talking about and she's 11 telling this to her Fool daddy. And so I think he made she made him go get come and get me because by this time I had walked up the to the subdivision. And I'm in that cold, I'm thinking, <laughs> I mean, it was neighbors passing me by, like I like they didn't see me. And so I'm thinking like this cannot be my life that I have my children witnessing me being abused and thrown out in the cold with no clothes for no reason. So that moment, that light bulb came on. It's like, you know what? I If I have to stay by myself for the rest of my life, it will be better than being with this nut and this house and this environment with him. Ugh. Like the disgust I had for this man was just ridiculous. Um, and so I think I left. I did. I left in May, and because I was like trying to put money aside, I was trying to like build myself up to leave. I'm like, I'm leaving this fool. I'm like that's just it. And girl, when I left, he like wouldn't let me take my children. He's like, you leave, you leave, you, you can leave, but you're just leaving the kids. So at this point, I know he's a bluff. I'm leaving. I left him. And I went and found me a place. And so I set up my apartment for my children to come. I didn't, I wasn't going to leave my children with him. I just knew I called his bluff. And it was the summer break. And I let him keep those kids for the summer and I made provisions for them because I was taking my kids. Like I wasn't keeping my, letting my kids stay with him. So um, I think it was in 
July. Um, I got the kids and I registered them in different school, whatever. We was on a fresh new start. I wouldn't let him know where we live, any of that. Like I was trying to break free and we didn't have what we had when we lived with him, but we were happy. We were happy that we didn't have this entity that's coming in our house and just turning our happiness upside down because there would be moments where we would be laughing and joking in the house you know and he would come in and we'll we'll hear the garage go up and it's like sadness just hit us and we was like oh lord you know and so when you living in that type of environment the therapy that you have to to do to to go through you can't just jump into another relationship after you've been through years of hell it, it just won't work it won't work you need to have that time to get your mind your spirit your soul together and even though um you know, I, I, I left him. We got divorced, whatever. Hey, I was broken in thousands of pieces, thousands of pieces broken. I was broken from when I was a child and was seeing my mom being abused, broken. So I just took some time to get myself together. Okay. And, and I just, when I see women and they're going through it like you can you can identify you like you know what she's just jumping from man to man she ain't even dumped the relationship hurt she had or that hurt she had when she was a little kid like she's just going when you see a woman she's snappy and bitter and always got something to say nick always rolling that lady hurt like that's a defense mechanism because she's on the defense because she don't want to be hurt no more and although they are hard women to be around, <laughs> trust me. When you look past and with, with and it, you look through their um, look through your eyes with compassion to them, with you know you'll understand that that's just a woman that's been hurt deeply, and she really needs to get a hold of it. Really do. And it's no man that'll be able to pacify this hurt. It's no material object will be able to pacify this hurt. Nothing will be able, no child, no puppy, no promotion on your job. Nothing's going to be able to soothe this pain. You can push it down, push it to the side. It's still there and it'll surface up and it'll bother you. And it'll wrestle you. So you have to get to a place where you will release it. Release it being spiritually. With therapy. You have to let it go. You have to let it go. And I'm I'm an advocate for a good cry, good shedding. You have to. Because it's just... 
it just causes women to just react in different ways. And it's very hurtful to see. And it's very hurtful to see that when you're that low, you'll attract what you're feeling. You'll attract a guy who, because you can sniff out a person who's like feeling low or or has low self-esteem. And I hate to say it, but men prey on that. Not all of them, but some of them, the scummy ones prey on that, right? And they use that and they feel like they can say anything, do anything. And what you going to do? You going to stay? They treat you like complete trash. You accept it because guess what? You want someone to love you the way you feel like you should be loved. So you give them a chance. And honey, some of these men have too many chances. One too many chances. A half or too many chances. I just, mm mm-mm. But um, I just want to encourage, if you are in a relationship that's abusive or you've had some type of trauma in your life or you, and abusive doesn't always have to be fighting. Like a lot of people think abuse is just, you know, some man going upside your head. No, it's a man neglecting you. He is verbally abusing you, calling, talking down to you, talking crazy to you. Um, He's emotionally shutting you out. All of that is abuse, honey, all of it. So it's no respect or abuse. (laughs) It's none. Okay, one is the same. But um, because they all hurt, they all hurt bad. But if that's you... Please, please, you owe it to yourself to know that this is not how life is intended. You owe yourself to just see what the difference of life can bring once you push past this little moments of process that you have to do to say, hey, I want I need a better life. I need a better start. All yourself that and even if you have to get you a life coach, um, a therapist, um, or, or you can just you can email me. And I would definitely talk with you. I would definitely um, correspond with you, pray with you, whatever it is that I can do. I would definitely extend that to you. Um, Again, my email where you can contact me is thegoodgirlfriend at gmail.com. And again, that let me make sure I got my email right, y'all. Hang on, Lord, have mercy. I had y'all emailing and it'd be bouncing back. And I was wrong. So good that I checked. It's the Good Girlfriend Podcast. And again, it's the Good Girlfriend Podcast at gmail.com. Um, write me. 
let's get through this. Let's get through this. Because I know you can do it. You just need somebody to back you. You just need somebody to hold your hand and walk through it with you. You just need somebody to believe in you. That's all. That's all. That's all. And um, I love you. I, I just... I just want the best for you. And next time we come on, uh, we're going to continue this this topic. Um, but we will probably get into uh, the different manifestations. Um, what am I trying to say? The different um, subject matters underneath this topic. So um, until next time. Thank you for listening.